Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the jungle. That's what's known as the Decca Yeah. We like to bust that out on a Friday. I feel that way every single day, but we like to actually tangibly use it on a Friday. What's going on? Welcome to the program. Where are you going, Savage? Jack Savage just moving around. Doing things. Doing Jack Savage things in the back row because he can. Damn, dude, you look very preppy. He's got his glasses on. He's got his collar out. All right, so we start our number one of the program on Friday by opening it up. Let's talk about it. 1-800-636-8686. When I say let's talk about it, what I'm talking about is the divisional round. All the great matchups. I want to get into it. Again, the coaching carousel, the latest news. Lots to get to. Use our number one. It's wide open. You've got a telephone number. Now, you might talk to Tommy. You might talk to Jack Savage. Alvin may surprise you and pick up the phone. Every once in a while, I mess with you clones, and I walk in there and I pick up the phone. I'll be like, yo, Jim Rome Show. But I'll give, like, my best Tom voice. I'll go in there and I'll say, Jim Rome Show. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, vamp, put me on. I'm like, yo, dude, you got to be more respectful. Vamp smack? This happens a Jim lot, Rome actually. Show. You never know. That's why you want to call. 1-800-636-8686. If you'd rather hit me up on the X, that works too, at Jim Rome, or you can email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. So it sets up like this. You've got the Lions and the Bucks. Great matchup. A little karma for you Lions fans. Megatron is back. Calvin Johnson, top of hour number two. Middle of hour number two, the big head and I. I'm on one. I'll admit it. I'm on one. And because of that, I'll probably go 0 for 4 this weekend. But he and I break down the matchups. I don't know which way he's going. Last week, I made it a point. The guy aggravated me so much that whatever he said, I just did the opposite of, and I got paid. I am over it. I don't hold a grudge. I'm no longer angry with the guy. I get the guy. We're doing it straight this time. I'm just going to pick what I want. I'm going to pick what I think as opposed to picking to spite him. Even though picking to spite him got me paid. That's the middle of hour number two. Top of hour number three, Packer fans. You remember Andrew Brandt? He is a former VP of that team. He knows all things Packer, and we will talk to him. Friday also includes the ATP and the week that was. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? He also gave us that great line. Like, like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? Countless times during any given day, I think to myself, or even say out loud about you clones, like, what are we doing here? What what are we doing? What am I doing here? 1-800-636-8686. All right. Believe it or not, what am I here for? I'm here once again to start the program, incredibly. Here we are. By talking about the Cowboys. All right. So, you know what Cowboy fan really did not want to hear yesterday? Cowboy fan really did not want to lecture from their somehow still employed head coach. A lecture about how confident their somehow still employed head coach is in their championship program. A lecture about how he knows how to win. I mean, as absurd as that sounds, that is exactly what Cowboy fan got yesterday when Big Mike hit the big podium in Big D, and started running his big mouth. I guess none of this should come as a surprise to Cowboy fan. 
And I guess Cowboy fan should be used to it by now because Cowboy fan basically never gets what they want from their football team. As an example, Cowboy fan wanted a new head coach. Cowboy fan wanted a deep playoff run. Cowboy fan wanted to see an NFC championship appearance at some point over the past 29 years. See, Cowboy fan never gets what they want. Instead, what Cowboy fan got was a written statement that Big Mike will return because the team is, quote, very close, end of quote. And because Big Mike has the highest regular season win percentage in Cowboys history. And if that weren't aggravating enough for Cowboy fan, Big Mike made sure to show up and make it worse by plunging the knife in even deeper and twisting it yesterday. He did so by meeting with the media to let the world know that he has established a championship program in Dallas. His words, not mine. And I'm not even sure that those were the most ridiculous words that he spewed yesterday. We have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but you know. I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. Uh, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today. Per usual, anybody have any blue cheese that I could hit that word salad with? The hell does that even mean? The hell do I even start? Where? Here I thought Jared's statement yesterday was bad, but let me start right here. We've established a championship program? Huh? It's just not the world championship yet. Huh? Championship. Seriously. Champions of what? World champion of You what? have one playoff win in four seasons, and that was over a sub-500 team. Hey, Mike, you know, we do have a way to determine which programs are championship programs, right? It's called the playoffs. And if you're a championship program, at the end of the playoffs, you play for a championship. And if you're not a championship program, you don't. It's pretty simple. And if you're really not a championship program, you get curb stomped at home in the wild card round. And if you're really, really not a championship program, you go 29 consecutive years without even sniffing a Super Bowl appearance. But Big Mike and Jera are not letting indisputable facts get in the way of their championship program or stop them from claiming that the Cowboys are very close and have established a championship program. Like, the hell are you two even talking about? No wonder you two get along so well. You're both stuck in the same absurd alternate reality together. Is this what you do during your little slumber parties? Do you whisper back and forth to each other about how very close your imaginary championship program is to an imaginary championship? I mean, the way Big Mike phrased it, even confused Eric in Orlando. We've established a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. 
Again, the hell does that even mean? What about, what other championship is there, right? What are you talking about, coach? Hey, coach, I don't fish on a boat. I fish on a boat. I don't fish on boats. Okay? Coach, Matt, I fish on a boat, okay? A championship I fish on a, just on a boat. World championship yet. Uh, we... I mean, does anybody see any difference there? Because I don't. Hey, and Big Mike doesn't just have a championship program. According to Big Mike, he also proudly declared, and I quote, I know how to win. I, I know how to win. He knows how to win. I, I know how to win. Just not in the playoffs. He knows how to win. Just not when it really matters. He knows how to win. He just didn't use that knowledge to beat the Packers last week or to beat the Niners in the last two playoffs. But guys, he knows how to win. I know how to win. Look, I know he did win a Super Bowl. I'm not ignoring that, nor am I taking that away from the man. He did win one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers more than a decade ago, but it does still count. 13 years ago, he did win. So, once. Once. So, I think it is fair to say that he knew how to win. Or more likely, Aaron Rodgers knew how to win. But the last thing Cowboy fan wants to hear right now from their head coach, who just got turned inside out by Matt LaFleur. And the head coach, who just got smoked by the youngest team in the NFL. And the head coach who just got dominated by a quarterback making his first playoff start. The last thing Cowboy fan wants to hear is that head coach explaining that he has a championship program and that he knows how to win. I know how to win. Those are about the easiest things ever to call bullcrap on. If either of those things were really true, we would have some evidence, some fresh evidence, rather than what we actually have, which is fresh evidence to the absolute contrary, which is why Cowboy fan apathy seems like it's at an all-time high. Now, I will say this, Cowboy fan, you did a great job yesterday of coming up in here. So I still want to hear from you now, because when you came up in here yesterday, that was before Big Mike started lecturing you about how he knows how to win, about how he has a championship program. Are you buying any of that? Does that make you feel better at all? Are you buying back into this alleged championship program? Because Cowboy fan buy-in is legitimately up in the air right now. And that's supposed to be Jarrah's worst nightmare, right? And I'm far from the only one saying it, and I'm far from the only one noticing it. Cowboy fan buy-in is so shaky right now that Jane Slater actually asked Big Mike yesterday why fans should buy back in. Why they should buy back into him being the head coach of the team. And here was his response to that query. Yeah, because I, I believe that uh, the, the direction, you know, the leadership, um, everything is in place. And um, I'm not very comfortable talking about myself, but I came here to win a championship. I didn't come here to get another contract or um, anything other than that. Um, I came to Dallas to win the world championship, and that's why I'm standing here and um, buy into us. And um, buy into us. Like, what is that? Is that a request? Is that a mandate? Is that a plea? Are you begging? And you seem pretty damn comfortable talking about yourself for a guy who doesn't like talking about himself. And how great your championship program is. And how you know how to win. And how you came to Dallas to win a championship. 
That's a lot of bragging on yourself for a dude who hasn't won anything that mattered since he got there and who doesn't like talking about himself. Jarrah and Mikey act like they weren't just the two seed with a clear path to their first NFC championship appearance in nearly three decades with a game at home against a seven seed against the youngest team in the league only to once again drop a gigantic load of explosive diarrhea right in their pants again. Diarrhea. <laughs> They're acting like it didn't even happen. Think about it. They're acting like things diarrhea have never been as good as they are right it's now. That they've never been as close as they are right now. Myopic much. That is the most myopic thing I've heard since that Dallas honk called this show yesterday and said he had a beef with me for calling Jarrah Jarrah. And not referring to him as Mr. Jones because he earned that, because he won a Super Bowl. Mr. Jones. Yeah, my reaction. Correction, Mr. Dope. Jarrah didn't win a ring. Jimma won the ring. And he won it like 50 years ago, which is about as long as it took Jarrah to put Jimma in the ring of honor for the Cowboys. What I'm saying is this. It's a long way of saying Jarrah and Big Mike are all about the diarrhea. Diarrhea of the mouth and diarrhea of the ass. And they're spewing it out in copious amounts of both ends. And they're definitely not very close. And they definitely don't have a championship program. Alvin. That... That's what makes the yeah, I mean, I know it's explosive, Alvin, and it's coming out both sides, but that's a bit, even for you, Alvin, that's a bit much. I, I know you're trying to help me make my point, Alvin, but I think that's hyperbole. I think that's diarrheal hyperbole. Anyway, you're not very comfortable talking about yourself, Mike. And I'm here to tell you, we're not really comfortable listening to you. But now that you've told me and the rest of us to, quote, buy into us, buy why the hell not? I mean, why not, right? Buy All the us. Cowboys have to do is cross that threshold. How hard can that be other than, like, virtually impossible? Buy into but us. being close enough is good enough for my money. And you know what I do with my money. I only invest in sure things. That's what I'm known for. Investing in sure things. Low-risk things. You know, locks. Guarantees. I mean, I'm on record. What have I invested in over the years? <laughs> horses. Thoroughbred horses, by the way. Race horses. Solid, safe investment. No risk at all there. Restaurants. Absolutely no risk in investing in a restaurant or a nightclub. Rock bands. No risk there. And now the Cowboys. That fits right in. Hey, listen to Vendetta. That's a throwback right there. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! How about them racehorses? How about them restaurants? How about them rock bands? How about them cowboys? Hey, who do I scratch that check to? Jarrah? Mike? I mean, the cowboys seem like the safest investment of them all. That's why I'm standing here. So while all of you were hoping that Mr. Jones was going to rip McCarthy a new one and then rip his key card, all Jarrah did was tell all of you, to get a grip. Get a grip. Hey, by the way, listen to that tune. This is why I invested in that band so many years ago. Kind of funky, right, Tommy? 
can't hate that. I heard that song on K-Rock in L.A. back in the day. And somehow I connected with the band. I'm like, I like that. I like that. I think I'll invest in that band. And I made an investment in Vendetta Valentine. I don't remember what year it is. I went and saw them in Hollywood. And they went on tour. And I gave them money for a 30-day tour. They hit 30, 30 shows in 30 days. 30 different stops in 30 days. They went after it. Buy into us. And you know what my ROI on that investment was? Nothing. But but I'll invest in the Cowboys. I'll buy in. It's all right. It was fun. I was giving Zero back to the local community. Zero. The arts. 1-800-636-8686 is your telephone number. All right, so my, my point is we've been talking about the Cowboys. Now you've heard from the guy himself. He gets to come back for another year. No extension yet, but that's his plan. Cowboy fan, do you feel better? Cowboy fan, are you off the ledge? Cowboy fan, are you more pissed than you were yesterday? I know how to win. If you know how to win, Mike, why didn't you apply that knowledge against the seven seed at home? If you know how to win, why did you just suffer your worst loss ever? We will get over that threshold. Yeah, I don't know. You could have just done it. We will get over that threshold. First of all, the threshold should not be the wild card round. Second of all, they just took a two by four to your head. You'll get over the threshold. Buy into us. Why? Why? Give me one reason why I should buy into you. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot because you're a winner. This one says, another reaction. Hey, Big Mike, we are a championship program also. Regards, your NBA midseason tourney champ Lakers. Todd Nolander Hermosa. Hey, Jim. I think McCarthy is confusing what he has established in Dallas with the championship form that he has built at Old Country Buffet. The perennial one seed. Stacking trophies. Robin Green Bay wore the Lorelei at the voice of Roddy on the X. Hey, Van Smack. The only thing missing from Big Mike's presser was I personally believe I personally that believe the U.S. American US Dallas Americans Cowboys, anywhere so such as the championship uh, program, wore Miss Teen South Carolina at 1 of 1 5 USA. Quote, Jim, coach A1C, and the Cowboys are champions no matter what. Signed Dwight Howard. No matter how the season ends, you know, I'm still a champion. I won't let anybody tell me anything different. It's a great way to go through life, right? Scoreboard does not matter. Nothing matters. I'm a champion. I'm a winner. No matter what. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. It's actually a great way to go through life. Hey, Snagger. Jerry Jones is working on a new formula for the snake oil that he'll be selling to Cowboy Found soon. The main ingredient is the same concoction that they put in Twinkies. You're hooked for life. Otis and Austin. You know what? I got vices. I got things I'm hooked on. Twinkies are not one of them. No offense to Twinkie Nation. Twinkies. Ding-dongs. And I hate to admit it, but I'm kind of about sugar. I hate it. I hate myself for it. I really do. But not Twinkies. 
not ding-dongs. You know, the real sugar. Ding-ding sauce. Hey, Rome. McCarthy saying the Cowboys are a championship program is about as believable as NASA telling us that we all landed on the moon. Signed more pissed off than yesterday, Cowboy fan. Carl in DFW. <laughs> all right, so that answers one question. Uh, do you feel better? Are you reassured? Is it all good? Or are you even more pissed off than you were yesterday? Hey, Carl, my man, be careful. The one person you don't want to piss off, no matter how pissed off you are, is my man, Buzz Aldrin. You're the one who said you walked on the moon when you didn't. Calling the kettle black, if I ever thought of it. Saying I misrepresented myself. Get away from me. You're a coward and a liar and a thief. Buzz, if I'm not mistaken, turns 94 tomorrow. Man, that dude's all class. You got that, that dude, that troll, following him around, calling bullcrap on the moon landing, and doing it right to his face, and just escalating and escalating. And Buzz, Buzz, like the class act that he is, is doing what you're taught to do, de-escalate. You know, just say, hey, stop. Stop. I don't want to fight. I don't want this. Leave me alone. And this dude just keeps getting right up in his grill. Bam! You're a coward and a liar and a thief. And you're flat on your back, troll. Out of way. Hey, Rome. Quit ragging on the Cowboys and give them credit for being consistently good. Consistently good at losing to teams with winning records and losing games that truly matter. Mike in Buffalo. Hey, Mike, you worry about your own house, dude. You worry about your own house, bro. You got a big one coming up. And finally, one more as I go to break. At Cullimore Kirby on the X. Quote, Jim, Big Fat Mike is a big, fat, mother-bleeping liar. S-M-M-F-H. Damn, Curb. Hey, Kirby. I know how to win. Curb your enthusiasm. hey Seriously, though, Curb. Use your words. Because nobody really knows what S-M-M-F-H means. Actually, I do. Now, I know exactly what it means. Actually, don't use your words, dude. You know what the problem is? The problem with me encouraging you to use your words is you will. And we don't need an MF bomb on this show. Maybe when I get to the X platform or another platform. (laughs) All right, so let's take a break. I've got an open phone first hour for you, as I mentioned. I've got Calvin Johnson, Megatron coming back in. Love it. Legend, top of hour two. Big head bets, middle of hour number two. Andrew Brent, top of hour number three. So everybody loves a tax refund. The hard part is waiting weeks for the money. At Jackson Hewitt, you can skip the wait, get the money today if you're approved for a no-fee advance loan on a prepaid card. Only Jackson Hewitt has a money today guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Hurry into Jackson Hewitt and reboot your loot. No-fee refund, advance offered to eligible clients, application required, loans by Republic Bank, details at jacksonhewitt.com. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show.
Short segment, but not too short for a phone call or two. Let's do it. First off today, Oregon. Jason in Oregon. Good to have you, Jason. What's up? I'm just calling in about uh, what we're cha- I'm a Cowboy fan, lifelong Cowboy fan. Uh, just calling about what we're champions of. Technically, we're NFC East champions. I mean, there's nothing to call home about, but it's a technicality. I'll take it. All right. Let me react to you, Jason. I appreciate it. Uh, don't rock that call. Technically, you're champions. It's nothing to call home about. Let me tell you something else. It's nothing to call this show about either. Do not rack him, lose his number, and do not call me and tell me technically we are champions. Let me tell you something. When Big Mike talks about a championship program, he's not talking about winning the division. Winning the division, if you're the Cowboys, doesn't mean jack. It means nothing. It means nothing. And no offense to the Bucks, but they won the division. And by the way, credit for that. It actually does mean something if you're the Bucks, because nobody thought they would do anything. On the flip side of that, the Cowboys were expected to do a lot, if not win it all. If you're the Texans and you win three games, and then the following year you win the division, that's something. If you're the Bucks and you win the division, that's something. If you're the Lions and you win the division, that's something. If you're the Cowboys and you win the division, that's nothing. I'd almost argue that it's less than nothing. Technically, we are champions. Dude, you're not doing that. That argument's even worse than the argument that Mike tried to make about I'm a winner and Jerry's argument that we're really close and that Mike's argument that we have a championship program here. I mean, Cowboy fan, wow. No wonder those dudes say things like that because some of you do buy it. Some of you actually buy it. No, no, Rome, get off of us. We are on path. 12 wins don't mean jack if you're the Cowboys. A divisional championship doesn't mean jack if you're the Cowboys. Not if you're getting hammered at home in the wild card round by a seven seed, by a quarterback playing in his first playoff game ever when your quarterback is in his eighth season and he's an alleged MVP. What am I hearing? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like, no, what are we it doesn't doing? mean like, anything if you're the Cowboys. Like, what None of that stuff for? does. What are we doing Winning here? when it matters is the only thing that should matter to the Cowboys. Technically, we are champions. Did you really just say that? We will get over that threshold. Technically, I'm an NBA star because I talk to NBA stars. Come on, man. Cowboy fan. Well, why am I more aggravated than you are? You're a Cowboy fan. I really don't give a damn if you win or lose. I really don't. I really don't. Amazing. 1-800-636-8686. One more quickly. Let's go to the Bay. Kenny in the Bay. Hey, Kenny, what's up? Hey, Ron, what's going on, my man? What's up, dude? Uh, I got a little message here for Packer fan, okay? Hey, you Southern Canadians, okay? You flannel-wearing, Munster hat-having, Paul Bunyan wannabes. 
you guys need to simmer down, okay? Listen, you're going to get smacked up once you come out to Santa Clara. It's going to be a nice, smooth beatdown. Hell, the taxidermy deer above your your fireplace thinks you're out of line, okay? Listen, you are seventh seed for a reason, okay? You got over on the Cowboys. Now, I do want to give you guys some credit for that. Way to go taking out and thumping BF Mike, okay? The circle of mediocrity just continues. You guys did what you needed to bring him back. But that being said, Jason, your take on what the Cowboys are doing pretty well, 12-5, and man, I love that you guys keep going, man. It's the best thing that's ever happened to the Bay. But back to Southern Canada, it doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what you do. We did you two years ago in the negative five-degree weather. We did you a year before that in Santa Clara. Just know that we pimp-smacked you in Santa Clara, and we'll do it again. So war the jungle, war Rome, and war this being my first call. Appreciate you. Hopefully you're last. Just kidding, Kenny. (laughs) You made it to the end, dude. You made it to the end. I'll give you that. I don't know if Alan was already simultaneously working on the week that was. I don't know why or how you made it to the end of the phone call, dude, but you did. I'll give you that. I don't know. I, th- I think Alvin got caught up in the euphoria of his Southern Canadian blast. A Packer fan, I will ask you simply, check that. Southern Canada, I will ask you simply... Are you going to take that from a first-timer, from a no-cal? The odds makers would have you believe that what he said is going to transpire this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to give away my take just yet, but I would just say this, because I'll get into this with a big head. The Niners are the most complete team in the NFC, but there's a lot to like about the Packers. A lot to like about the Packers. And I'll leave it at that. And I'll expand upon that a little bit later on. Calvin Johnson, top of the hour. James Kelly and I, if you're looking for that, we are going to break down all four divisional matchups. Big head bets, middle of hour number two. Take a short time out. Kind of a kooky day. Wild start to the phones. Let me get you a sports update because I owe you that right now. Here it is. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Quick reminder, Friday is an Ask the Pros Day where you get to ask me a question. And it's always brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash pro. Submit a question. Listen later on. I might answer one of yours. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all of your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. This guy's been ice cold lately. Is this going to snap his streak? Hoodie Rome. I know how to win. I just don't know how to lose. Wait. Signed Mike McA1C. V in the fee. War Rome 
wearing a hoodie in honor of the Falcons hiring Belichick this weekend. That's not why I'm wearing a hoodie. I thought I would change up. Speaking of changing up, let me get off the Cowboy topic and talk about another team in division. So today is a really big day for Coach Rock, Paper, Scissors because today, apparently, Nick Sirianni is going to interview for the Eagles job. Today, Nick Sirianni re-interviews for his job. Today, Nick Sirianni meets with Jeffrey Lurie about his future, which seems to be hanging in the balance, right? The idea being that if the two of them get together, Sirianni is going to have to present his plan for stopping the utter and total and complete and essentially unprecedented free fall that his team is currently in. Also, which new assistants does he have in mind to stop that hemorrhage? Because they're bleeding out, if they haven't already. They're off on the side of the road in a giant, giant puddle of blood. They might already be dead, for all we know. If Nick, it seems to me, does not give Lurie answers that are impressive, then Coach Rock, Paper, Scissors might lose his job. I'm just speculating. I'm not reporting. I'm speculating. Because it might not necessarily be the most likely outcome, but it's a possible outcome, right? What I'm saying is this. The meeting today is no formality. Jeffrey Lurie is no Jera. Lurie can and will break a dude off after a meeting like this. He's done it before. And that's exactly how he did Doug Peterson. And Peterson won a Super Bowl. Not only won a Super Bowl, but won a Super Bowl in Philly, of all places. So, of course, he could do Sirianni like that. He's done it before. He did it to a dude that won a Super Bowl, which is fair to say. That's why it's fair to say that this dude might be re-interviewing for his own job today. Like, proving that I know what it takes to get this thing back on track. I'm the guy to turn it around. I just wonder what his mentality is going to be going into that conversation. I wonder if the guy knows exactly what he's going to say, has thought about it, done a deep dive, or if he's just going to basically wing it. You know, like... Just go in there and let his talent take over. Less thinking equals talent take over. You know, why think about what went wrong? Why think about what the fix is? I think I'm just going to roll into the owner's office and let my talent take over. Less thinking equals talent take over. I mean, seriously, (laughs) he better show up better in this re-interview than he did in that intro presser, right? Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team that we have a smart football team here. And I know we have the, the people in place to do that. The first part of that, the first part of being smart is knowing what to do. We're gonna, we're gonna, know, we're gonna have systems in place that are easier to learn, all right? Complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we, when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over. But we need to have systems in place, and we will have systems in place to do so. It, to me, it's so wild to listen back to that train wreck. And it's wild that it took two and a half seasons for the team to finally look like it's being coached by that guy from that train wreck presser. 
But the team definitely now looks like it's being coached by that guy from that presser. And if he shows up sounding like that guy from that presser when he gets in front of the owner, he'll be out on his ass before that meeting's even over. The one thing going, however, for Coach Talent Takeover is that he still has some pretty strong support in his own locker room. You could tell that by watching, or you couldn't tell that by watching the team play. But it's a very different story when you hear them speak. As an example, Eagles legend Fletcher Cox actually went so far as to call a journo a clown this week for asking if the team had heard any updates about Sirianni's status. Like any news about, what about Nick? Nick, I mean, there's obviously some speculation about whether he may be fired or not. Um, huh? Yeah. Come on, man. Man, man, he's head football coach of this team, man. Come on, man. We ain't, we ain't there ain't even no discussion about okay, that. Yeah, okay, you don't think it's going to like, happen? Like, I don't, I don't got nothing to say about that, man. You're a clown, bro. Get out of my face, bro. Whoa, you're a clown, bro. Get out of my face. Man, you're a clown, bro. Get out of my face, bro. Damn, dude. Who knew that Fletch was such an enormous Sirianni guy? Now, to be so clear about this, because I do not want to get on his bad side, Fletcher Cox is an Eagles icon. I don't know if there's some sort of history between he and that journal. But my dude... At the risk of getting on the wrong side of you, and I, I don't want to be on the wrong side of you, but it's my job to say this. At the risk of getting on the wrong side of you, are you seriously going to act like that's some sort of crazy question or crazy topic of discussion? Are you seriously going to drop a huh, huh? on us over this? Huh? My man, you're a legend. You're an icon. You're incredible. But I know you saw that game Monday Night Fletch. You know how I know? Because I saw you playing that game. You guys got obliterated. You guys didn't show up. Of course there's going to be speculation about the head coach. What could you possibly be so confused by or caught off guard by or offended by? Like, I don't get that at all. I don't get that you don't get that at all. And that's not all Fletch had to say either. What is, it, what is it to talk about, man? Because, man, he's a winner. He's a winning head coach. You know, do we have some bumps this year? Yeah, but every team, every organization, everybody everybody goes through it. But we don't look at firing a man who, you know, obviously has won 10-plus games two years in a row, has took this organization to three playoff appearances three years in a row. You know, that's a respect. All right, I'll take a shot at answering the question, what is there to talk about? My dude, you guys no-showed a playoff game. We could start there. You basically no-showed the last six weeks of the season. We could go there. And I really don't want to object to anything you say. Because again, you're you and I'm me. But I've got to point out that, quote, not every team and every organization goes through this. Not this level of collapse. In fact, I can't think of another team or organization that has ever had as ugly and complete a collapse as you guys just had. You went to the Super Bowl last year. You nearly won the damn thing. You were 10-1 and at one point this year. So not only does not every team go through something like this, I can't even think of another team that's gone through something like this. Yo, Eagles, acting like nothing or none of that just happened is not going to make it go away, and it's certainly not going to fix it.
I appreciate that you got your coaches back. But here's the thing about that. If you really wanted to have his back, you should have shown up on Monday night in Tampa or at any point in the past two months. Like, your, your actions do not in any way back up your strong words. Your words are a massive endorsement, but your play was a massive indictment. That's pretty good right there. Your words are a massive endorsement, but your play is a massive indictment. And your play is the reason that this dude is going to have to go re-interview for his job. And nobody in the media is making any of this up. This is the bed that y'all made for yourselves. I've got more thoughts on that. My man Slay weighed in on this, and I want to get to that too. I mean, Fletch went hard. You're a clown, bro? Get out of my face with that? Man, you're a clown, bro. Get out of my face, bro. Clowns. Fletch. You see how you guys played the last six weeks of the regular season and then the wild card round? You got obliterated by a team that barely got by Carolina the week before. Come on, man. And you're calling somebody else a clown for having the temerity to bring up the coach's status? Come on, man. That's not an unfair question. And I'm not siding with the media either. That's not an unfair question. This dude really is battling to keep his job right now. When we come back, Megatron, Calvin Johnson, stay tuned.